Right, so um, I'll do and we'll get started because uh, obviously I don't want to take I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, um, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Seth with Tommen. Um, in today's episode, I am joined by Ellie Scott. Um, I'm looking on polywork.com. Um, Chief Anxiety Guru, self-employed, um, and the reason why I bring up anxiety is because that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, she's had previous personal experience with anxiety. I myself have anxiety, as all most um, people do, and so we're going to be talking about that, talking about her anxiety toolkit. So, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. So, if you'd like to um, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so, I um, grew up in an evangelical, right-wing, fundamentalist Christian home. And uh, various things in my life besides the indoctrination really helped trigger my anxiety. Um, and I also had a family history of it and I spent most of my life dealing with it in kindergarten and first grade. I was already coming home with massive headaches, um, almost every day from the tension and anxiety of it. Um, and finally around, um, the end of 2019, right when COVID started, I, everything kind of came to a head where I hit a point where I could not cope with the anxiety anymore. I couldn't shove it down in myself any further. And so I started seeking therapy. Uh, it, one of the challenges I found when I went to therapy is we would talk about all these great tools for using when I'm at home and I run into an ang a situation that provokes a lot of anxiety. But when I run into the would be at home, I would inevitably forget that I even had tools or that I'd learned anything to cope with it. Um, forget that I and um you know i go back to therapy we would talk about it again and my therapist would be like so what tools are in your toolbox and referring to it metaphorically and finally last year i'd been asked that question like one time too many and i'm like i want a tangible physical toolbox and once i started creating it all my friends were wanting one as well so that is how i kind of started making my anxiety toolbox Yeah, um, I know that with your first one, I think it was um, the counterbalance. And by the way, guys, um, I I will put all the relevant links to her website, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and everything, so you can find out about her uh, toolkit and everything. So all of the information will be down below. Um. But touching on that, um, I myself went through um, therapy, um, and along the way, I put, for myself, I started learning CBT, um, and other tools along the way to basically help myself um, without needing to go to therapy um and i want to say that the thing with anxiety is, is that you it's something that you have to really keep on top of and that can be really difficult especially if you really work or they worked initially but they somehow have negated your uh, how do I say, um, ability to do work or or live your life. And so I think, obviously stemming from your personal struggles and creating this toolbox, it gives people sort of, this sounds a bit dramatic, but it gives them a lifeline, somewhere to go. Yeah. And um, yeah, go on. Oh uh, no, I go ahead. 
Uh, um, and so, one of the things that sort of interested me is that, that you said it that you said in the message on Polywork is um, the ABCs. Yes. Um, go ahead. It sounds like you have a question about so, the ABCs. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do so what do the ABCs consist of? So A is um, accept and acknowledge. Um, part of my journey has been just acknowledging that the way my brain works and processes information, I'm going to have to, if I want to have a life that's not filtered out by anxiety, all the fun things that I could do, um, that I need to acknowledge that I, I need to, you know, do different things to keep myself in a healthy mental state. Um, and when anxiety comes up for me, it's acknowledging, oh yeah, there's my old friend anxiety. It's back to tell me I'm, you know, something's going on it's, uh, that I'm nervous about. Um, and as I acknowledge it, I can start to let, it, it starts to have less of an impact just because you're, you're not shoving it down and pushing it away. You're actually saying, oh yeah, you're here. You're a normal part of life. Um, and then the B is for breathing. Um, breathing exercises are a fabulous way to help regulate your nervous system and calm things down. Um, one of my favorites, I've often done it during networking calls, is uh, box breathing where you do four breaths in, rest for four, four breaths out, hold it for four more breath, uh, counts, and you just keep doing that cycle. Um, and it helps me be able to stay present when I would normally be very anxious and worrying about all the things I need to calculate to determine if I'm like socially appropriate. Um, and then C is coping. So it'd be like using things like calming music or activities or going someplace where it's very soothing. I like getting out in nature as one of the ways that I can really restore myself after an anxiety attack is to get out in nature. So that's the ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> And it, with ABCs, although it's although when obviously when you just literally explain the ABCs, it all sounds like oh, easy on paper, but and I suppose it is because I, I mean I suppose I do it. I mean I don't necessarily do it the do the ABC. I do it through med meditation. Um, mm -hmm. uh, breathing, like breathing, like um, timing your breaths, like obviously one, two, three, four. Like I suppose I do that. I don't want to say I do that innately, but I do it through meditation because that's what I've I've come to learn. Um, in terms of nature, like I'm sure that you live in live in an area where you where you don't have like traffic around or maybe you do but i like to like myself going nature like even if it's for walk five minutes that sort of thing um for me i go into a medita meditative state so i so so i zone out five minutes like control my breathing lower my heart rate and that sort of thing mm-hmm um I, it's something that i find really beneficial to other people they may have their other they may have a different approach and i like the fact that abc is so simple it abc reminds me of um oh what was it it reminded me of that uh jackson song oh um, yes like the jackson five ABC yeah. one two three. And that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And, it's sort of, and it's like that's why that's when uh, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, that song. And it's like it's really, it's true because something so simple, 
like EBC like your toolbox, which you have, which you did say is recommended by a therapist or therapist recommended tools. So, you know, so in a way, you are simplifying. You're simplifying tools so that other people are able to follow them. Yes, and it gives them a hope. Definitely, definitely. Um, when you mentioned meditation, yeah. I think that's a very important part for me. Um, that meditation practice where you notice yourself, you observe yourself being off, not focusing on your breathing, and you just gently bring yourself back to breathing. That was a big piece of what helped me learn to just acknowledge and accept that, oh, anxiety is propping up. It's time to start doing breathing exercises or it's time to reach out to friends, depending on how bad things get. Um, but that was a very big part of learning to, to do that acceptance piece was, was developing a meditation practice for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, within the last, I'm trying to think, like, because I'm I'm trying to relate, obviously, from my own experiences. I'm trying to like figure, like, have I at some point unknowingly done this without done it done this style of ABC without realizing it? Because I think, in my opinion, I think that's how it sometimes happens. You do something mm-hmm. and without knowing or realizing it and then when someone points it out to you that like again abc they sometimes will think about hang on a minute is this what i've been doing doing all along but there's never been a name associated associated with it and for me that's where meditation came in Mm -hmm. and i've only been doing it for really i thought i think it was just after the whole pandemic started right um i heavily got into meditation um learning different techniques to add to my toolbox along with cbt dbt uh cognitive behavioral therapy dialectical behavioral therapy um and any other forms of therapies that are ex- easily accessible um and it's just curating little pockets of quick tools that you can access at any time of the day um whether it be meditation first thing in the morning um in the afternoon um talk therapy um just any kind of therapy that can really help you get out in nature, be by yourself, listen to your favorite song or read a book, and just creating that setting, that boundary mm-hmm. to where this is uh, you have this little corner in your bed, in your living room where it's just you, and it's cornered off, and it's just your space to zone out. Right. and be able to focus on what's really important absolutely and you know i mean and again you know i'm not you know like i'm very i'm more i'm more what's the word spiritual than religious so for me, through meditation and all that, I've been able to find my spiritual side. Uh, you know, it's uh, being able to slow ever so down, not be in such a rush. Um, or for me, like I also suffer from depression, and that is so. It's being able to slow down focus because i'm always all over the place you know me, you know mentally not not physically right like i'm always doing all these things and i never have time to slow down 
breathe because I sometimes forget to breathe. Like it's really important, you know, because it keeps us keeps us alive. So I've forgotten to breathe before. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I'm anxious enough, I, I will often find myself holding my breath, like, oh, I forgot to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but uh, so in order so in order for me to tap in to like say to myself, right, you need to stop. You need to put whatever it is you're doing down. You need to focus. So, for me, I put on, I, I listen, I'll either listen to the videos or I'll put on a podcast or I'll put some ASMR on, on in the background. Um, and I will just like open up, relax, get into it like, a meditative meditative state and i'll just like drift off like close my eyes and i'll just like do one two three four so breathe in count release breathe in count release and i will do that until i have gone to a state of calmness and then i will move forward Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is to like just take that break. Yes, definitely. And you know, just meditate. Like you don't have to meditate. If you don't want to meditate, that's fine. But there's other things that you can use. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that, and I like the fact that you have this toolkit that anyone can use. And it's accessible because a lot of these things, you know, a lot of these services, especially here here in the UK, they're they're not always available. Yeah. And sometimes selfies aren't always available. I'm I'm sure it's the same where you live, but I think it's really important that we have these other options available. That they're not they're not a replacement for going to see an actual therapist. No, but it's an intermediary. It's a between stages. Like whilst mm-hmm. you go to therapy, you can also access like a, a, like your toolbox or any other forms of of like therapy for yourself in the meantime. Absolutely. Um... I know for me, one of the things that was really frustrating is a lot of the books on anxiety because there's not something uh, until I created this, there wasn't really something that was really condensed. So you would get a book that was like two inches thick and it's got all the psychology behind the tools. It's got case studies and that's wonderful when you're learning about it, but when you're in the middle of a crisis, it's hard to flip through all those pages to find, here's the steps, one, two, three, how to do it, the, use the tool. And with the toolbox, that's what I've really narrowed it down to is just what you need to do to get through the anxiety. It's it's, it's funny that you said that about the, the book because, um, I like to, you know, um, I like to read books. Obviously, you know, I mean, I have this dyslexia, so it like takes me a long, takes me a lot longer to read a book. Right. But, but I do. I mean, but I like what you just said there because, and yeah, absolutely. Like I'm like include case studies, please. In, uh, like I do realize that they have a point. And they have a purpose. They Great, do. Fabulous. But again, to reiterate what you said, they don't actually fix the problem that you're going through at that moment. So let's say I'm going through a depression. I'm going through a depression state, and I'm reading a book. I don't want a boatload of information for the facts and whatever because that's not actually giving me what I need. 
I'm not right. being given tools or steps to maybe um, figure out what I need to do to make my mood less invasive mm-hmm. or less intrusive on my mind. And, not, and, you know, so therefore I can actually get myself better. Whereas these books, again, I'm not like, these books have a purpose, but I feel that they use, they use too much of a scientific jargon. Yeah. When all, when in all reality, right, if you give people a few simple steps that they can easily do without it having to cost, like, a lot of money, without it having, without having people access a service that, is really hard to get into and it's not and i'm not even saying it has to be a manual like it could be a self-care tip like make sure you do this make sure you do that or give them a list of five things that they can interchange to fit what they need and they don't do that yeah or if they do do that it's like they have like two like they'll have 199 pages full of like case studies, facts, <laughs> and figures. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then on the, on the last page, <laughs> there are some more links or whatever. And then they'll have a small paragraph that's like, here are these steps. Yeah, absolutely. That's what like, I was finding. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Why can't you have that lengthened and then have the case studies in the final page to back it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, the case studies and, and the science are fascinating, but it doesn't help me when I'm yeah. panicking. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, you know, it's like, it's a, yeah, that just made me laugh because... You know, I'm sure these people are. You know, that these people, these people clearly know what they're talking about because they're in the field. Um, but they look, but they're looking at it from the science background when their books are being read by normal people who are not even in their field. And it's mm-hmm. like, excuse me, and it's like we're not saying. But we don't want answers to everything. That's not that's not why we read the books. We read the book because we want to understand what's happening, what's going on, what can we do ourselves to mitigate the severity of the depression, the anxiety, and what can we do by ourselves to have less stress in our lives uh to to be fo- more focused to be able to live a life without being um constrained to anxiety right and that's, that's what we want you know but i mean i mean that's just my take on it personally yeah, it's been an interesting um, journey as I've learned to um, use the tools and putting the toolbox together so I actually have something to turn to. Um, I am finding I'm staying more ahead of the anxiety. So I'm like recognizing and acknowledging when a situation might cause anxiety and starting the response process before it even starts to emotionally rise up all the way. Uh, I did this recently when I got laid off of a job. I'm like text during that meeting. I'm texting my friends going, this is what's happened. This could be very stressful and, and create a lot of anxiety for me. I just need you to know that I'm going through this. And it kind of headed a lot of that off. And I've learned that I can actually be happy and go through events that are very stressful and would in the past have crippled me with anxiety. 
Yeah, I can um I can very much um relate. Um <clears throat> you know, um the anxiety, I mean the anxiety, I mean I also I have so I have social anxiety and I have generalized anxiety. Um me the way I deal with it, I mean I did go out and socialize with, socialize with friends, um, obviously, you know, um, and we all do, I mean, we all have lives, you know, we all, all, we all want to, you know, be social and keep up with friends, and so I do that, um, however, because I am, was, because I am, like, um, a homebody, I prefer to stay in, um, that's just, I, I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, so whenever I go out and my anxiety is up, I do the breathing technique or, or my version that benefits me more. Um, and I like to, I have a gauge, like when you sit in the car and you've got the fuel gauge, when it reaches half, imagine the half a fuel, fuel tank, that's how much I, fuel I have to spend with people, because mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I, I'd rather be home. So I do that, I, I have an anxiety flare up, I do my, I go outside, have a breather, I do my technique for five minutes, and I come back in. When I come back home, it takes me probably a week to two weeks to fully recharge that battery and that's how I like an anxiety anxiety to be it's a battery every so often you will need recharging definitely and it sounds like from what, and it sounds like from what you're saying is do learn away through trial and error that if I preemptively charge my battery ahead of time I will I will I will be able to go through that without having the side effects right pretty much I what I used to do is I would feel the anxiety you know the the situation would come and I know it's something that's going to stress me out and I would just like ignore it and like bury my head in the sand, kind of like an ostrich and pretend like it didn't exist. It didn't happen. And I would ignore it for however long before I got the courage to actually face the situation. And I usually found by doing that, I always ended up making the situation way worse than it would have been if I would have reached out and spoken up and said, hey, I have this I'm trying to figure out. Is there anyone that can help me? Uh, I'm not having to face this all alone anymore. Uh, it, it's become something that my friends can actually help me with. So, um, yeah, it's I, I do keep an eye out for what could cause problems and try to preemptively deal with it ahead of time and give myself that support. Yeah, that... <clears throat> Yeah, um, I mean, this this may jump in me because I know what I'm like. Um, I tend I tend to, let's say, for example, you know, I'm busy doing something. Um, I'm like I say, I'm always on the go. Like I can like I'm always doing multiple things at once. Like I can never focus on one thing. It has to be like two like a couple of other things on top for me to like be focused um um i want to put it out here that i'm not diagnosing myself i show symptoms of adhd although i'm again i'm going to reiterate i'm not so i'm not diagnosing or self-diagnosing myself that's just what i'll come to learn um but anyway um i tend to become tunnel vision and so ingrained in doing that I tend to forget the proofs. And so 
for me, I have to put like, I have to set a timer. Well, not set a timer, but I have to like really acknowledge the fact that, right, I ignored the most important thing, which is self care. I need to do what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I struggle with because, you know, again, like I've just said, I'm so television in what I'm doing that I forget. And I regress on my self care, self, you know, self love, you know, um, giving back what your body needs. Um, and so this all revolves around me doing meditation. It's a way of me giving my body what I need, rejuvenating my energy, mm-hmm. giving me back my um, space, allowing, my, allowing me to lower my heart rate, make sure my health is good. Because a lot of the times, and again, this might just be me, because I can only use myself as um as an example whenever i go to town um or wherever it is i get slight tremors of like my heart rate increasing mm-hmm. and so and it gets more and more increased as i get into town or wherever the location may be and I have to sort of, and I've done this in the past, and probably a bad thing, but I've done the exact opposite of what we were speaking about, in, and I've just put a mask on it. Mm-hmm. I've oh, done it's, that it's so much. Like, yeah, it's almost like a blunt force trauma. Like, I, in my head, I, in my head, it's like, right, if I just go in, if I just crash in to it, do what I need to do, and get out as quick as I could, everything will be fine. Actually, that's not the case. <laughs> no, it's not. Because, <laughs> then, because then it does the exact, exact opposite, and you'll be a lot worse for it. And so mm-hmm. I've had to learn the hard way. Like, Oh, if I put off, oh, if I fake it to make it, it'll be fine. No, it's not. Mm-mm. No, I yeah, I have tried for years to pretend like I'm not anxious and try to stuff it down and hide it, and all it did was make things worse. And I would get stuck in really awful negative self-talk loops and. I could relive, you know, scenes, social interactions I've had from like years and years ago and like totally berate myself and put myself back into that anxious state from that event just by getting stuck in those loops. And I'm finding now as I actually deal with it and prepare for it and like, look for what might actually be something I need to deal with. I can plan ahead a little bit better and it's not as overwhelming and I don't get quite as drained out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's what I've, that's what I'm slowly learning to do my learning to do for myself because um, it, cause like, like I said, I'm, I'm a massive introvert, so, you know, I like to, I like to conserve my energy mm-hmm. for social events, so, you know, so when that, when I do go out, so I can venture, I'm venturing out again this weekend to meet all the mates, um, so, what I was, so what I'm doing is from now until then I'm conserving my energy um, so that I'm able to spend three, four, maybe five hours with them um, 
instead of doing what I used to do, I used to go out for like go out for friends like maybe they could be out for like three hours. I'd maybe stay out for probably an hour, two hours at max, and then I would bounce because back then, prior to me doing all of what I'm doing, I didn't have tools. Right. I didn't know how to deal with it. So my so my way was to like right, that's it. My time's up. I'm off. <laughs> I'm back to my yeah. I'm back to my safe haven, mm-hmm. which is my house, which is more, where I'm more comfortable. And right, it's like yes, I'm home. Thank God. And it's like and then I'm. To roll back, since I've been doing meditation and all this, I've actually come to realise that if if only I had techniques to uh, breathing or whatever it is, and create a space for myself to where I feel comfortable. And these things, I can I'm totally comfortable around them. Like mm-hmm. they know I they know I have anxiety and all of that, and they do too. So we're all comfortable, but it's being comfortable with yourself, knowing that if I have tools that I can, you know, use where they're not imp- impeding on my whether it's your me time or a day out with your friends, because. If you do what I did, where you just like bounce, you're actually giving that anxiety like a big thumbs up. You're actually giving it power mm-hmm. because it's like with depression. Like if you don't put steps in foot, steps in place, and you don't have techniques, and you just leave the room or whatever, you're giving it power. So. I have to work, so I have to work on that, and I'm not. I am not afraid to say to say that I need. Uh, there are things that I need to work on, you know, and it's. I would, I would rather have access to the tools that will benefit me benefit my situation in order to give me uh this may sound a bit extreme and a bit like cliche but tools like these give people their lives back they definitely do yeah and as and as again as um extreme like me sound which it is, but it actually is in fact true that for a lot of people who maybe have bound because of their anxiety, um, I know I am. You know, I'm like like some massive introvert. Like I'd rather just stay in. Um, you know, I'd rather like stay in, um, enjoy my own company, um, and so on, rather than be out there or amongst the the loud people. Um but in actual reality, in actual reality that's actually doing harm because you're reducing everyone else to the not important state. Because you're because you know you're too you're too you have a right to feel scared about your anxiety because it can control your life. And it's about finding a balance. Like I, you know, with anything, it's about finding balance between I have anxiety, but I also have tools that will enable me to live out my life the way I want to and not be constrained by the four walls around you right 
Yeah. I, I also am an introvert and definitely can be very happy just by myself, but I'm also finding that when I use my tools and it allows me to get out and be more social and connect on a deep and intimate level with people and actually let them see who I am on the inside. I am actually learning who I am as well at the same time. Um, because I, I've been, it's like partially in some ways, it's like the anxiety makes you almost afraid of who you are. If you weren't like controlling every little aspect of your persona and your life and your day. Um, so yeah, it, I've, definitely gotten it more in contact with myself by being able to reach out to others more. Yeah, that is, um, yeah, I like, I like it to, um, or what was it? A puppet master controlling, controlling the strings. Like instead of the anxiety and its tendrils, controlling you controlling every movement mm -hmm. you're now able to you're now able to control them no. and they're still gonna happen and you know you're able to you know move on like live your life the way you want they're still gonna have a hold on you like i mean that's just how it is the same with the person is still gonna have a hold on you but you're now, but you'll now be at a point to where you are in control. Exactly, I have more control you're, now you're, than before. Yeah, and it's like it when you when you said that um, a light bulb went off in my head, like. Like something of more like she, me and you have the same kind of thinking because that's how now the the now version of me is definitely I have my good days, I have my, I have my bad days, um, but I'm more in control of. There are things that I'm in control. I'm more in control of than I, I initially thought. Um, there are definitely things again, like anyone. Um, I have my really, really bad days where everything seems to go wrong. Mm. Um, you know, um, it's like the end of the, it's like end of the world, world is collapsing. That type of dramatic. Yeah. Um, um but. I am I'm more in control of, um, especially with my anxiety. Um, I have been venturing out more. Um, and if anyone is wondering um, where they could uh, find out more information about Ellie's toolbox, again, as I said in the, in the beginning, I'll put put her information down below. Um, I highly suggest you take a look at it. Um, maybe even try it for yourself. Um, because it's really, it is really beneficial um, to have this in the background. Like, you know, save it. Like, if, when you type it in, in your browser, um, if it's not something for you right, right this minute, just click the bookmark and save it. Right? Because it's really... If you're going to help talk it, you know, it's for any time you need it. Um, even if you even if you think and I use that word up I use that word very heavily, you may think you're on top of it. Right? But in reality you're not. And sometimes you need to dip your toe back in. And so it's really important to have access to, like, you know, you don't necessarily have to choose any toolkit, right? That, you know, but it's something to 
take into consideration. Um, you can read, um, how can I say this without being a be without offending? I'm gonna say no. Um, the, the problem with self help books, and it's a big issue, is that a lot of them don't, again, like we were saying with um, books in general, um, they don't really offer solutions a lot of the times. Uh, so it's really important to find other resources that are beneficial, and I'll put some useful links below as well. Um, but it's about going back to anxiety. I have, I ha now have control over the anxiety. Um, again, I'm still like a massive introvert. I always will be. Like, I'll, I'll always prefer my own company. That's just how I am. Um, in my, that's how I am in my DNA. I've heard to be, you know, away, uh, tucked in like a cave. Um, but I am in more control, but I am in more control than I ever was. Mm -hmm. Um, regards to other areas, um, I'm still working on that, but that can be like a, a separate uh, conversation. Um, but in terms of I also know that, am I right in saying that in 2020, you launched Counterbalance, Counterbalance, your, your first toolkit? Yeah, I developed the toolkit um, last year, actually. I started oh, learning okay. the, I, I started, I finally had to actually get serious and deal with my anxiety in 2020. Um, it, right. it, it got, yeah, it gotten to the point where I not only was it anxious, but I switched over to the flip side of anxiety, which is the depression side, and had actually gotten very suicidal. Um, and so I decided I actually really did want to live and started getting serious about changing my life and figuring out how to, I can't control what comes into my life, but I can definitely control how I respond to it. And the tools definitely give me that ability to choose how I'm going to react when a situation comes up. Yeah, I can very much. Um, I can very much um, <clears throat> agree on that. Um, especially, I can very much relate to um, the suicidal thing as well. Uh, the suicidal ideation and the the and the um harmful um effects that can have so mm -hmm. i can very much relate and um i've been there a few times i've had my ups and downs with that so i can only imagine uh, the devastation it could cause um but yeah i think it's i think it's really i think it's really great that you found that you've been able to find a, a way of basically taking your power back. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, being able to whilst in your personal struggles, you've been able to being able to find a way of giving back to people in a similar situation mm -hmm. where they have they have a place to go. Um which I think in moderation one is more helpful, you know, than what a book can give you. I mean, yes, a book can give you a lot of information like we've, yeah. like we've yeah. spoken about, but really key actionable actions are what we really want in, and that's what your toolkit gives. Yes. Um, and I think going forward i think a lot of people and hopefully during this interview i hope that a lot that some of my followers will you know take a look because i think alongside this i also run a mental health page and a group 
And I think that I will most certainly uh, it put some of your information in my group for my uh, members to take a look out because a lot of them struggle with anxiety, depression and so on. So I think mm -hmm. it could be very helpful for them. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to add before, um, before we sign off? Yeah, the, I, I'd also just like to point out that even if you, if somebody doesn't have anxiety, you probably have someone in your life who does. And I know I've got friends who, when I would be anxious, would feel so helpless because they didn't know how to help me. And that's the other reason I put the toolbox together is so that people can help their friends and loved ones with their anxiety and feel like they're actually doing something helpful rather than making it worse or not affecting it at all. Um, so it, it's good for both helping others and helping yourself. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better, better, better myself. Um, so, yeah. Um, this may sound annoying, but I just want to reiterate the whole all of Ellie's information will be down below, including her Facebook, her Instagram, TikTok, as well as her website. I've and I'll put some resources in there as well to other um services uh, that may be of interest. Um also this is not I'm not sponsored or anything by them, but if you're looking to collaborate and launch a podcast or whatever, then do go to polywork.com. This is where me and Ellie um, started messaging, um, mm -hmm. collaborating. Um, it, it's a good, it's a good mm -hmm. website to collaborate with other people in any field. Um, so I'd highly suggest you check it out. Um, Ellie, I want to say thank you for coming on. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Torin. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah. Uh. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, as I said, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. So, you know, I think this is a good time to end it. Um, and, yeah, I hope you have... A lovely day um again thank you for coming on and i hope to um keep keep in touch i'd love that yes that'd be great thank you great well thank you and um have a great day and um yeah again just thank you for being a guest yes thank you bye bye